AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editor-in-Chief at Airport Business Magazine. Lounges have become an increasingly important amenity at North American airports in recent years. However, the pandemic has upended the traditional lounge due to concerns over safety. I recently spoke with Dwayne McEwen, Founder and Creative Director of DMAC Architecture, about the design changes needed in airport lounge spaces and how airports need to address these for the future of travel. Thank you for taking a few minutes to speak with me today. The first question I have is, tell me what the biggest challenges we're seeing in terms of the current lounge spaces at airports that have been exposed by the pandemic. Well, it's funny, you know, we started, you know, for one of the major airlines, you know, developing a lounge concept back in January. And, you know, the the initial meetings were, you know, how do we fit more people into these spaces, but make it not feel so crowded? You know, so they don't become, I mean, essentially as, the popularity and there's more there's more ways to gain access to these airport lounges. The use factor was they were they were becoming definitely overcrowded and I mean it felt more like they were warehousing people. They were less about making it a special experience versus maybe a more comfortable seat than you would get on the concourse level, but you know, not necessarily not necessarily an upgraded experience. So, you know, fast forward to, you know, March, COVID nineteen hits. And then it was like, you know, how do we keep people separated? But what never really went away was still how do we allow for more people to access these places? So, you know, I think those are the biggest challenges and, you know, has the touch points, you know, what, how do you keep people separated? And even from a food and beverage standpoint, you know, the, the food lines sort of needed to stop where people are self-serving the food. So I think that became one of the, you know, one of the, one of the challenges that, you know, that was maybe amplified by the pandemic, but not necessarily I think it existed before the pandemic, honestly. After going through the pandemic, how do you anticipate the role of the lounge will change in the future after this? I mean, we think like the touch points. I mean, I know there's a touch point between the, you know, the air, the airline itself and their customers that use the lounge. But we always felt like if the the control sort of access or entry entry points were more, more automated, that the customer service side, the touch points could spend more time, not just processing people into the lounge, but actually, you know, providing real customer service. So, and we felt like that was, again, even, even, you know, pre-COVID that that made sense. So we think that some of these ideas about, you know, automation, whether it's retina scan or whether it's, you know, fingerprint scanning or, you know, membership bracelets, whatever, whatever makes sense, that maybe there's some resistance. I mean, I think it's going to accelerate the acceptance from the general populace to, you know, that it becomes a preferred way of entering these clubs where you're not necessarily, you know, passing back and forth IDs, you know, again, more touch points. I think in a way that, you know, COVID has really, you know, accelerated some of the things that I think were coming anyway. So what will be the biggest fundamental change in the way lounges look and feel going forward after this? I mean, typically lounges would have, you know, the food and beverage component, the lounge component, you know, depending on how large the, the club is, you know, maybe there's, um, you know, shower, you know, places to refresh, shower, you know, quiet areas for maybe taking a nap. 
And I see some of these areas, especially like the food and beverage, which are tend to be much more tightly packed environments, that it maybe becomes important to blur these boundaries between food and beverage and lounging so that you can get that curated density, you know, throughout the entire club, whether it's, again, on the food and beverage side or where you want to make a phone call or do some work. So I think, you know, being able to segregate people in a way and give, you know, sort of physical separation without it making look like it's a hazmat situation. I mean, I think that's going to become, you know, part of the DNA of these lounges moving forward. Do we need a physical change to the spaces or are there other alternative options like technology that can help mitigate some of the constraints? The physical change of the spaces in a way is mandated by the flow of the, you know, the airport terminals themselves. And a lot of these spaces are, you know, very long, narrow spaces. They're, you know, sometimes they're at the concourse level, sometimes they're in elevated spaces over the concourse, but they tend to be these long, narrow spaces and, you know, and, and in many ways, very challenging to design the flow where they, they don't feel like they're, you know, just one long double loaded corridor, for example. So maybe it's multiple entry points, you know, especially if there's, you know, from a labor standpoint where you're not having to staff, you know, multiple entry points, if it is automated in some sense, that there might be ways to, you know, to get in and out of these lounges at different areas. That might help with the dwell time and even takes, you know, some of the overcrowding of some of these spaces as well. So even the user interface, I mean, it's the same way that, you know, the same way that I think people interact with their digital devices, whether it's an iPhone or their computers, but that user interface that's, that is quite intuitive, you know, but I think airport lounges need to, you know, rely more on design, you know, for in terms of wayfinding and maybe materials as signifiers that whether you're in one, you know, in New York City or you're in Hong Kong, that you sort of get a sense of where you go to next, maybe, or that there is, you don't necessarily have to rely on, you know, signage to navigate the spaces that they become, you know, quite intuitive. And maybe there's multiple options too. It's not, you know, you're not just simply checking the programmatic boxes of what the airport lounge needs, needs to provide, but maybe, you know, some people with shorter dwell times prefer to be, you know, to do their work or make a phone call, you know, in the food and beverage area, which maybe, you know, maybe it's at a, you know, it's at a deuce or a two top table, but, you know, as long as the acoustical performance of that space is similar to that of a lounge and you can make a uh, phone call, then I think, again, we can sort of blur the boundaries between the different programmatic elements of the lounges. And my last question, when looking at locations for newer updated lounges, what should airports be considering in terms of space and location to meet these future needs? I mean, I think adjacency to gates is obviously important. Even dwell time within the lounges, you know, whether you have a two-hour layover or it's more of a hit and run where you have 20 minutes before your flight and you just want to get a cup of coffee or make a phone call or, you know, touch down for, you know, a moment or meet a colleague. I think adjacency to the gates is, you know, important. And I think just ease of flow as well that, you know, getting rid of the queue is something that we're really focusing on. So, again, that goes whether it's automation and that also applies just for customer experience, but obviously for you know, social distancing, you don't want to be in a queue for very long waiting to get into these spaces. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. For more information on the ongoing impact of the pandemic, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter. Also, make sure to check out the upcoming editions of Airport Business, where we'll delve deeper into the ongoing best practices to address travel in the pandemic. I'm Joe Petrie. Please stay safe out there.